Welcome to the podcast from the Diocese of Jefferson City. My name is Jacob Leakey. I'm the Director of Communications at the Diocese. If you're like me, you likely awoke on New Year's Eve to the news that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI had died. Following his death, Catholics in our diocese and around the world mourned and reflected on the life and work of our former Pope. While most of us knew Pope Emeritus Benedict through his writings or by watching him on television or the internet, a number of people across our diocese actually physically crossed paths with Pope Benedict during his life. For this month's podcast, we are going to hear from three members of our clergy who had that experience and the impact it left on them. I'd like to start with a story from Father Jason Doak. Father Doak is the pastor at St. Martin Parish and is the moderator of the Curia for our diocese. That means he oversees the administrative work in our diocesan chancery office here in Jefferson City. As a seminarian, Father Doak spent five years studying in Rome, years which included the final years of Pope Benedict's papacy and the selection of our current pope, Pope Francis. This experience allowed him a number of opportunities to be in the presence of the Pope. I was able to, as a seminarian, at, uh, at a consistory, serve Mass with several other people, but with, you know, for Pope Benedict. Um, and then as a deacon, I was able to distribute ashes with him as well inside St. Peter's Basilica. So what, you know, one of the nice things was, as a server for Mass, you, you help the Pope get vested. And... That happens obviously before mass and you're all lined up and everybody, all the servers are carrying one piece of his vestments. So at one point I was able to present Pope Benedict with his alb that he was getting vested for for mass. And it was kind of neat because he, he, he's a lot shorter in person than he looks, he looks like he was on TV. So he kind of had to, I'm not a tall person, but he had to kind of look up at me. So that was, you know, that was kind of neat to to be that close and, you know, standing next to, you know, the successor of Peter. And somebody in his own right was a, a very well-esteemed theologian. It inspired me because it was like God telling me, hey, you're on the right track. Look, look where little old Father Doak has been and where he came from. And now you're standing next to not only the Pope, but he's a world leader standing next to him over the tomb of his predecessor, St. Peter. So it's it was very impactful of just, you know, one of those things as you go through seminary that it's like you're on the right track. Yeah, this is where you're supposed to be. And if you follow the will of God in your life, amazing things are going to happen. Father Doak also shared his appreciation for the former Pope's writings, especially a book called The Spirit of the Liturgy, which was written by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger before he became Pope. I'm, I'm the type of person that once something starts to become real theoretical, I lose interest in it. And it doesn't, I don't learn well. I learn by things being practical, and I'm a very visual learner. And in that book that he wrote, you know, he was able to explain liturgy in a way that I had never seen it before. And it, it made me th- really understand a lot better about what the liturgy is about, how we can do it, how we can do it well, and do it reverently. Um, and that, you know, these, these things that have happened in the past, 
you know, the church, the church didn't just get rid of all this stuff, but it was like, wait a second, we're still unpacking a lot of things from the Second Vatican Council, and there's things that are still yet to be kind of unpacked, and that we're still moving forward with our liturgy, and our liturgy is something that is um, a living organism. And it's not dead, it's alive. And that you can bring that life, as a priest, I can bring that life to my congregation, my parish, and ever helping them understand what it is that we're actually doing at Mass. Father Dylan Schrader is another priest in our diocese who had a chance to be in the presence of Pope Benedict. Today, Father Schrader is the pastor of St. Joseph Parish in Westphalia. We met recently in his rectory where Father Schrader shared his memory of being with Pope Benedict. As we spoke, Father Schrader's dog, Dominic, walked around the table while we were having our interview. So I was near the end of my time in the seminary, and he was visiting Washington and New York, and I got to see him in New York along with some other seminarians. And so there was a huge crowd of people, as you can imagine, and we were gathered to welcome the Holy Father and we sang to him, and uh, he addressed us. We prayed the Litany of the Saints. And I recall his birthday, I think, was around that time. So we sang happy birthday to him in German to the best of our ability. And he said he gave us an A+, plus, so it was very nice. One of the things I remember was just his encouragement for the seminarians and for the priests who were present. So there, there were a lot of us. We were at Dunwoody Seminary, and so... Uh, that was a special focus of that part of his visit to the United States, was just encouraging the seminarians, encouraging the priests. And so it was really an inspiring time. I could see his paternal care for us. I could see that he was uh, happy to be with us and that he wanted to inspire us as we were getting close to the priesthood. I think, I can't remember how far along I was, but it was, it was pretty close to the end. So I was nearing priestly ordination. And so it was a great inspiration to me. Father Schrader also spoke about how being in the presence of the Pope can help Catholics understand and connect with the universal and ancient truths of our church. Of course, the physical, the physical presence of someone is always a little bit different. It's really more about the experience of connecting with the church Catholic, the church that is universal across the world and the church that is traceable back to the apostles, you know. You recognize that you're in the presence of somebody who is a link, a connection to these other great realities. I should also mention that Father Schrader is the host of a theological podcast called Sed Contra. That's spelled S-E-D-C-O-N-T-R-A. That's Latin for On the Contrary. The podcast is part of the Sacra Doctrina Project and Father Schrader recently posted an episode discussing the theology and writings of Pope Benedict. So you should check that out. But one writing that Father Schrader found especially inspiring was called Dominus Jesus, and was published in the year 2000. But that document is about the uniqueness and necessity of Christ as Savior, of Christ in the Church, and that was really meant to proclaim to the new millennium that our faith in Jesus, which is so ancient, is perennially valid, and it's not going to be superseded by something new. Uh, so Pope Benedict, I think, gave us as Catholics that reminder and that 
realization that we need to we need to hold on to the word of God that's been entrusted to us and that that's going to remain stable for us and that no matter what else happens in the currents of science or philosophy or politics or whatever else is going on in the world the word of God carried to us through the church is still good news for us today it still connects us to Jesus and Jesus is the same yesterday and today Another member of our clergy, Monsignor Marion Makarowitz, had a number of interactions with Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger in the 1980s, when Monsignor was then a seminarian studying in Rome. Today he's the pastor of Mary Immaculate in Kirksville. I visited him in Kirksville and he shared his memories of the impact Cardinal Ratzinger had during that time. Cardinal Ratzinger, yeah. He was, he was um, a very powerful figure and voice. It was a a time of great challenge where he was certainly clarifying a lot and working with theologians. And the church was very much discerning what is the role of a Catholic theologian and what are the boundaries and what are the limits and how do we preserve the integrity of our tradition and still have theology as a scientific pursuit uh, in in retrospect looking at that i i realize the the importance of the role of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith and cardinal ratzinger as a someone who understood catholic theology and tradition just in such a comprehensive way in keeping the integrity of the deposit of faith intact. Monsignor Makarowitz said he attended lectures by Cardinal Ratzinger during this time, and those left a big impact on him as a young seminarian. He realized that as a priest, he would need to embrace the role of being a teacher. To be a priest, I have to embrace and understand the, the truths of our faith and be able to present them as the truths of our faith with humility and and service and not necessarily what my first impulse is or what I might think of, well, wouldn't that be interesting? Or what about that? Or, you know, and uh, to say, no, my job as a teacher is first to pass on the tradition. I want to share one final anecdote from Monsignor Makarowitz. This came from near the end of his time in Rome as a seminarian. His brother and sister-in-law had come to visit, and they were walking to see St. Peter's Basilica. Beautiful, sunny, early June day, and there is Cardinal Ratzinger just walking across the St. Peter's Square in a black cassock. did have the red piping on it, scarlet piping on it, but otherwise just you know another priest going to work and so i i went up to him and and your eminence um, excuse me i just my brother and sister-in-law are visiting from the united states and i would like to introduce them to you and he was gracious hi mark and Teresa, and and then i said your eminence you're an awfully important man walking to work in the morning and he said, well, one has to get there somehow. <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, this is a this is a guy going to work, you know. 
and really was a, I don't know, it was a, just a neat thing uh, to, to have public access to someone like that. Wasn't behind, wasn't in a limo or behind Swiss guards or anything. And here's the guy who's number two in the Catholic Church. In my estimation, I don't know canonically what that means, but certainly in terms of impact and influence and leadership, and here it is. <laughs> and so I treasure that, and I wish I would have taken a picture because we didn't. I'd like to thank Father Doak, Father Schrader, and Monsignor McCarowitz for sharing their stories with me. And I'd also like to thank all of you for listening to this podcast. We've had nearly a thousand listeners for our first two podcasts, and I hope you all continue to tell your friends and encourage them to listen. You can find all our episodes and more information about our diocese, including where you can attend Mass, on our website, diojeffcity.org. We'll be back again next month with another episode.